Well, I say, I say, welcome, welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on elections and other other current events. And hang on a second here. Get on out of here, dogs. Get on. Get on out of here. Uh, <laughs> that was my um, baby Billy impersonation. For those of you who are not familiar with The Righteous Gemstones, apparently it's a very popular show and has been for like four years. But I just started watching it myself. And that's how Baby Billy, who the actor, the actor's name is David, you might know. Walton Goggins. Everyone, David Reese. Uh, Kid Midas. Hi. Uh, this, this is Long John Silver. On the mic, and we are here to talk about Hollywood. What's his name again? <laughs> Walton Goggins. Walt Walton Walter? Walton. Walton Goggins. Walton yeah. Goggins. He does a great southern sort of accent. And I guess he's he's legit. He's from Birmingham. He sounds a lot like my grandfather. My grandfather was from Warren County, North Carolina. And he would say things like, yeah, I, lo I love corn. And uh, we'd say, well, what, what bank do you bank at? He'd be like, Wachovia. <laughs> explain, explain to our younger listeners what Wachovia is. Wachovia is a, was a bank that was based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They eventually merged with First Union. And uh, then I think it's Truist now. Something something to that effect. I don't know. All these North Carolina banks, they're all merged. But Wachovia was a North Carolina bank. And uh, yeah, that's my story right there. Incredible. Thank you. I just you. wanted to... <laughs> David you, wanted me to intro, so... You've really been enjoying the Righteous Gemstones. Well, yeah. I've, uh, I just enjoy the... the you know, the references to North and South Carolina mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it's sort of silly. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's predictable. It's, it's sort, it's sort of like a, um, Southern evangelical succession, maybe. Mm. which I, I haven't seen succession either, but my guess is that it's sort of like that, you know, a lot of family drama, family squabbling. Yeah. Family squabbling amidst tremendous wealth. Yeah, exactly. So I decided that I'm going to watch a bunch of these shows so I can know what everyone's talking about. You know, The Righteous Gemstones. I'll, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. I've started that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch a Bureau. Yeah. Might watch Lost. That's hot, I hear. Lost is, is um, there's a lot of seasons of Lost. That might be the oh. most time consuming. Okay. All right. Maybe I won't do that. I'll tell you, you might not need to watch Euphoria. I'm pretty disappointed with this new season of Euphoria, mm. which was one of my p favorite pandemic shows, I think. I think I listed it in my top 10 on that Patreon episode about pandemic television. But this new season is a little too lurid, a little too salacious, even for old kid Midas. What season is it? The second season. Oh, the second? Already it's going off the rails? Yeah. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm turning into a prude, you know? Maybe I'm going to join the Parents Music Resource Coalition. Remember the PMRC? Mm. Remember when that was the big thing we all railed against? Tipper Gore wanting to put 
stickers oh, on albums. Yeah. That was the best idea ever. Why were we ever opposed to that? That's a totally appropriate thing to do. Yeah, just to say it's the they're just explicit. say caution, explicit lyrics. We were so up in arms about that. I don't know if I was ever really that up in arms about it. Mike was so up in arms about that. You know who was really up in arms about it? Hours and still to this day is just furious and hates Al Gore just because of that's so crazy it's such an appropriate thing to do they do it for movies they do it for tv shows they do it for podcasts if you're a parent wouldn't you want to know if your kid was buying some cd that had all those crazy lyrics on it yeah i don't know maybe tipper gore was right maybe they should make a mini series about tipper gore yeah you know there's a blizzard going on right now you've been really blowing up my phone with weather updates over the past uh 24 48 hours why don't you yeah. tell us what the latest is what's the scene on the ground David there loves this type of stuff well we had a uh we had a um a cyclone bomb basically just a a her a snow hurricane develop off the coast of north carolina and turn into a nor'easter and it's gone up into New York and New Jersey and New England, and it's dropping a ton of snow, dropped about an inch here, which was not anything to be too excited about, but looks like Boston is going to end up in the top five or so for 24-hour snowfall events. How does that make you feel? I feel that's exciting. I love I love stuff like that. Right now, they they got 14.5 inches at Logan. And I'm going to say that by the end of the day, based on the experts that I am talking to, that we'll get uh-huh. close to 20, 20 inches or, or maybe even a little over. So I chatted with the uh, head meteorologist at WBZ in Boston, what? Eric, Fish, Eric Fisher, just a minute ago on Twitter, asked him if he wanted to make an estimate on where he thought things would end up. He replied to your message? Yeah, yeah. Guy's got six hundred thousand followers, and but he knew he was talking to someone legit. <laughs> yeah, how did he know that? The, the earnestness of your query. Yeah, yeah. I sort of put it in a way. I said, "Would you be interested in making an estimate on where you think things end up?" And then I threw out sort of a lowball number uh-huh. to try to get his attention. And I was like, "Surely we'll we'll end up at eighteen inches, right?" And then he wrote back. He was like, "Eighteen inches. This guy. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about." And then he was like, "Uh." Looks like we'll be over 20 inches. How much over remains to be seen. So, Did you reply to his reply? No, I just liked it. All right. So that that's what's happening. A lot of wind and snow. Wind, it's my least favorite of the um, weather elements. Have we talked about this? You, you and I have talked about it. You said wind was worse than water, which is insane to me. Water is the worst of weather elements. Flooding, crashing waves, mold, nothing nothing is worse than water. Wind is like the who cares? I know well wind is nothing. Wind knocks down so much stuff. Water it just really makes, makes things, things uncom- rot. It's so much creepier than wind. Water has an insidious nature to it, you know, a conniving, no. slow Right. Uh, entropic, mildewy menace. Wind is just yeah. like, hey, everybody, look at me. Ho, ho, ho. I'm yeah. the big bad wolf blowing you down. Who cares? There's nothing metaphysical yeah. about wind. I hear you. Yeah, they say in a hurricane that you you uh, hide from the wind and you run from the water because you mm. can't hide from water. Water will find you. So <sighs> yeah, exactly. I'm okay with that. Scary. 
Water will find you. Water will find you. Water found that bridge up in uh, Pittsburgh. Hey, that's a good um, segue. There's been some infrastructure news this week, John. What's going on with this bridge in Pittsburgh and Biden's subsequent speech? Well, apparently Biden was going, going to go to Pittsburgh and make us talk about infrastructure. And then the a few hours before he was to arrive there, this bridge, which was rated substandard, poor, as are many bridges in the United States. I wrote a big article at one point, I think I've talked about for AAA Go Magazine, about all the substandard bridges in North Carolina. And there are many. Um, and this was one of the ones in Pennsylvania, and it collapsed. We don't exactly know what happened, but it was probably some kind of water damage. And, um, you know, it, it was snowing, so maybe there was a little more weight on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Collapsed. And uh, I'll tell you, if that isn't a symbol of something, the very day that he's coming there to talk about infrastructure. So I think the Republicans are blaming the whole thing on Biden now. Blaming the bridge collapse on him? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How? Uh, the infrastructure money didn't go to the right oh, place. Oh, they haven't spent all the infrastructure money well yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out that a lot of the infrastructure money went to the state police in Pennsylvania instead of to the bridges. So. Oh, great. That's good. So, yeah, you would sort of think that the Democrats would be on the air going crazy about this, saying this is why infrastructure is important. And all of these Republicans that voted against infrastructure, this is what it has brought you. Why do you think they're not doing that? I don't know. Maybe they're focused on the blizzard or something. <laughs> they're all DMing with uh, meteorologists trying to get – submitting deliberately lowball estimates to try to get the meteorologist's attention so that they'll write them back with a more accurate estimate. It's a good strategy, actually. That's what Democratic House leadership is doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, they know how to negotiate. Yeah, they do. Well, uh, welcome to Election Profit Makers, as John said when he was doing his Righteous Gemstones uh, Um. Not cosplay, because you're not wearing a costume. Voice play. We'll say voice play. That doesn't sound sketchy. And uh, we have to let you know something, which is that um, we are broadcasting from the past. We are actually recording. We've never done this before. We are recording this on Saturday. It's Saturday for us right now. Yeah. Now, you're probably listening to it further in the future, like Tuesday or Wednesday, but you should know that Long John Silver and Kid Midas are currently trapped in Saturday. If you can imagine that, there are days and days that will unfold between our recording this and your hearing it. So if you're looking for breaking news, honey, this ain't it. But if you're looking for fun and a broader, more high altitude overview, you've come to the right place. So to reiterate, you can't blame us for anything we say on this podcast because we're recording this days and days ago. Who knows what political events will transpire? Who knows what cultural norms will bloom into full flower and that we will inadvertently violate? We haven't the faintest, foggiest idea. All we can do is talk to you earnestly from our temporal location, which is currently Saturday. Mm -hmm. And not next Saturday, last Saturday. So hang on to your hats. Not in the future. You're right. What's that? It's not. It's oh. not next Saturday. Oh, what happened? What happened? You I just, just threw coughed up. up a, I just oh, this is so this is so Saturday though. Last night on Friday night, I ate popcorn and I watched this new Korean zombie show that I didn't really like, but we can talk about that later. I just coughed yeah. up a little popcorn husk skin. <laughs> oh, 
I don't even know if I'm going to put that in the ep- Oh. Yeah, you should. Oh, wow. We're keeping it real. Wow, everybody. Be careful with popcorn. It's a great snack, but man, oh man, if you're trapped in the past like we are, that popcorn will find you, just like water. So I got a story about popcorn. When I was in college, it, uh, an acquaintance of mine had a piece of popcorn stuck in the back of her throat, and she decided to try to get it out using uh, you know, a toothbrush, Ugh. which is what sometimes you do. And she choked on the toothbrush and swallowed it. <laughs> she swallowed an entire toothbrush? She swallowed an entire toothbrush. Oh my gosh. It was like some kind of a crazy, weird reaction. Where it was like some like kind st- of automatic muscle response. And right. the body was like subsuming toothbrush now, prepared to ingest. Right. Like mortal engines in that movie. The craziest thing about this was... I actually knew some stats about toothbrush swallowing before this happened. So you mansplained to her what was happening as she was choking on no, a toothbrush? No, 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 no. I didn't witness. Actually, you have nothing to worry about because according to the latest issue of the uh, Journal of American uh, Orthodonty, swallowing toothbrushes is actually not as as fatal as you might think. Right. Well, it's not fatal, but it is uncommon. So- there and 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 again, this this is this is talking about the past, and it may be now that there's many cases. But back then, many many years ago, there had only been five cases ever reported of someone swallowing a toothbrush. So this was history being made at Elon University by your friend. She was the sixth ever recorded to have swallowed a toothbrush. Yes. So. But of those five cases, two of them had occurred in Durham, North Carolina. Yes! So that means 50% of all known cases of toothbrush swallowing happened in North Carolina. Right. But, you Why know, do they put that on the license plate? I don't know. Get rid of first in flight and just say, we eat toothbrushes, motherfucker. Yeah, it was incredible. She went, she got it removed. She came back, she showed me the picture of it in her stomach. How did she get it removed? I'm not sure exactly. Incision? Expulsion? I don't think the toothbrush could make its way through your intestine. I don't think your body could pass it, right? It's too long. Maybe they went down. I don't remember. I feel like I would remember if she had to have surgery. How would you do it without surgery? Uh, It's like... Go back, go back down through your esophagus and get it, or go up through your. You would send something down. Is this the kind of thing that needs a content warning? Hypothetical surgical procedures made up by two non doctors. Yeah. Well, the next minute will be gruesome. We'll just say that they send something down their her throat. They they grapple around inside her stomach until they find the toothbrush, and then they just slowly drag it out like a fishing line. Yeah, that seems like it would just do a lot more damage. Yeah, I would open her. I would just make a huge incision, get that belly wide open, and then just grab it and pull it out and then sew the patient back up. Why don't I remember that they did? That's pretty serious. You know what? Let me just look it up. Sleepy man from China ends up swallowing toothbrush. A half-awake Chinese man was left shocked when he accidentally swallowed his toothbrush and then had to undergo complicated surgery to get it out. Okay, that's from August of last year. All I know is she went to – I remember her – I think she ended up going to Duke 
to get it removed. Based on these Google headlines about people swallowing toothbrushes, I wouldn't I I I wouldn't be surprised if they just opened her up and grabbed it out of her stomach. It looks like it's a surgical it's a surgical solution. That's incredible. Okay. John, let's start the show. All right. Let's talk about our predictit.org portfolios. And as long as we're here talking about predictit, we might as well say that this is the year of the of the of the midterms and a lot of primaries are coming up in just like what in May. Mm-hmm. So if you want to start investing on predictit, we still have our promo code amazingly predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Now, everyone will remember that last week was a heavy episode because I ended my torrid affair with J.D. Vance. And guess what happened, John, as soon as I sold my J.D. Vance shares? Guess who endorsed J.D. Vance? Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Exactly. You said there was no lane for J.D. Vance in MAGA world, or as you say it, MAGA world. Lo and behold, one of the shining stars of that extended cinematic universe, Marjorie Taylor Greene, came out and gave a proud endorsement of J.D. Vance. I felt like such an idiot. If I just held my shares just a little bit longer. Oh, oh, look, it made no difference whatsoever. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, exactly. He, ha- he had surged to 24 cents. So I had sold at 21 cents. Remember when right. I broke things off with him? Yeah. And he had surged to 24 cents in the immediate aftermath of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then I walked around town to spawn and I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Why did I dump J.D. Vance? Now the most popular girl in MAGA world is, is pining for him, Marjorie Taylor Greene. But now today I see on this Saturday, because remember, we're recording this on a Saturday. He's at 21 cents. Jane Timken has overtaken him. Okay, so I don't feel so bad anymore. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. God, you have always been down on that relationship I had with J.D. Vance. You never gave him a chance. You never gave J.D. Vance a chance. That rhymes. Yeah. Um, All my Biden investments from last week have nothing much has happened there. You'll remember that I thought he was underpriced to be the 2024 Democratic nominee as well as the 2024 presidential election winner. There's no real movement there. I thought there was going to be. After Biden came out and called um, Steve Ducey's kid, Peter Ducey, um, stupid, stupid son, son of, a, of bitch. a bitch, the highlight of Biden's presidency. I thought that was very funny. I mean, that was unfortunate. I think that would be a rude thing to do uh, normally. But the fact that he did, sort of just did it off camera and it was it was irresponsible. But I, I don't think he had any malice behind it. But yeah, I thought, oh, this is this is what's going to get his mojo back. You thought he'd be like, oh, now everyone can see Uncle Joe has a little fight in him. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. In terms of my portfolio, John, I have decided to go international. John, okay. have you ever heard of a fellow named Boris Johnson? I have heard of him, yeah. Well, he has a wonderful head of hair and he's a real... Real goofy, lovable guy that everyone in the in in England is absolutely crazy for, because he tells it like it is, and he likes to have fun, and he doesn't put up with any bullshit. Well, there's a new market. Will Boris Johnson remain the United Kingdom Prime Minister through February? Now, why on earth would such a terrific guy have a predicted market about whether he's going to be able to survive politically for the month of February? Guess what, John? This is incredible international news that I'm I'm really plugged into like the international scene when it comes to the arts and culture and models and stuff like that. Uh-huh. 
So England was in a pretty serious lockdown. London was in a lockdown um, last year, you know, for COVID reasons, of course. And it has come out recently that over the course of these many lockdowns, Boris Johnson uh, and his crew were having like little secret parties and stuff. People are saying he's a hypocrite and a lot of people are mad at him. And you know that I love a, you know, I love a resignation slash kicked out of office market. Remember how many, remember how many dollars of money I always was, I would always invest in markets like, will Trump leave the White House tomorrow? hundred dollars. Yes. He can't survive this. Will Matt Gates be forced to resign from his committees? Of course he will. He's dating 17 year olds and having sex with them. No, never yeah. happens. But this time with Boris Johnson, I feel like. Yeah, maybe he'll leave in February. They're about to issue a big report. Doesn't look good. I know I'm going to lose this money, but let me just have fun, okay, guys? Let me just have fun. Will Boris Johnson remain British Prime Minister through February? I have 50 shares. No. I paid 27 cents for each share, and they're currently trading at 19 cents. I lose yet again. And yet, do I lose? Because now it's something fun to think about in England. In England. Right? Yeah. Great Britain. United Kingdom. All the same thing, I think, right? Aren't they three ways of saying the same thing? Not really, no. John, I know you were very excited to hear about the uh, retirement of Justice Stephen Breyer, who's been on the Supreme Court yeah. since like 1994, I think. That's a long time to have a job. Yeah. You were excited because you said, finally, there'll be some action on Predict It. John, let's talk about these new predicted SCOTUS markets. Yeah, so already there's a, a, a short list of names, and then there's a longer list on predicted. Uh, you've had people like Fox News come out and push uh, Kamala Harris, saying that that's uh, a real possibility, and of course that's ridiculous. So she, she is on the list, but the short list is Kentaji Brown Jackson, She's 51 years old. She's on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. She, of course, graduated from Harvard. She was she clerked for Justice Breyer. Then you've got Leandra Kruger, who is she's younger. She's 45. God Almighty. She's on the California Supreme Court. We're getting to the age where there's going to be Supreme Court justices who are younger than us. Isn't that incredible? I know. She graduated from Yale. There's probably doctors that are younger than us. Are there doctors that are in their 40s? Absolutely. Most doctors now are younger than us. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Are there people in England and the United Kingdom who are younger than us? Mm, Europe's pretty old, I think. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, where was I? Oh, she she graduated from Yale. She clerked for former Justice John Paul Stevens. Uh, and then we have... J. Michelle Childs. She's 55. She's a U.S. District Judge for the United States District Court in the District of South Carolina, where she has been since 2010. And she is different from the others. She's a little bit older and she doesn't have an Ivy League background. She graduated from the University of South Carolina. Hell yes. And she is the choice of Representative Jim Clyburn, who you all may know was the Democratic representative who first pushed Biden to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. And pretty much in exchange for that, he said he would endorse Biden in the South Carolina primary. And the rest is history. Yeah. The kingmaker. Yeah. So Clyburn, you know, pushing for Childs may have some weight. Um, 
Probably the most important player right now is the chief of staff, Ron Klain. He has experience. Klain was the counsel to the Senate Judiciary Committee and ran the nomination process for the Clinton White House. So he probably has an exceptional sense of of both what the president will want and the dynamic of uh, what the Senate may be looking at. So why don't you DM that guy like you did the meteorologist and ask who it's going to be, use that information to go all in on predict it. That's not a bad idea. Do what you did with the meteorologist when you said, hey, do you think you'll get two inches? And he was like, I got to set this guy straight. Actually, we're looking at 20 inches. Email Ron Klain and say, hey, do you think it might be Carrot Top? Might be the new Supreme Court justice? And he'll write back and be like, you idiot. It's going to be K. Brown Jackson, right? Right. Then you would know. You'd have it locked in. All right. I'll try that. I will say that on Predict It, K. Brown Jackson is running away with it 62 cents. I think she was just confirmed to the... Appeals court last year, right? Yeah, and she got the vote of uh, Murkowski and uh, um, Collins and Lindsey Graham. Three Republicans voted for her. And the fact that it just happened, it means that it would probably be a pretty smooth confirmation process. You'd be taking more of a risk with these others, not that they're not qualified and not that they wouldn't ultimately uh, be confirmed as well. It just, there is a p- potential that something could go wrong or they would have to be removed and then you would bring another person up and you know time is money and anybody can drop dead in the senate and then we all of a sudden have a serious problem on our hands so like we just said K Brown Jackson she got on the appellate court with 53 votes so when you go over to this other predicted market how many votes to confirm a scotus nominee by July 1st the leading bracket is 53 votes at 19 cents, that suggests that a lot of investors on Predict It think that it's going to be all 50 Democratic senators plus those three Republicans, Murkowski, Collins, and Lindsey Graham. I would really like to know what's up with Lindsey Graham. That seems out of character for him, at least the recent iteration of Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, I saw something that said that the Republicans are pretty much all going to come together and vote no, no matter who it is. Okay. So it's going to be 50 votes? Yeah. And that's all you need. That's true. But 50 votes is in fourth place here. No, at fifth place. You could, you know what, John, if you believe that 50 votes is at 14 cents. I don't really know what I believe at this point. Oh. I'll wait till Ron Klain gets back to me. Okay. And then we'll know. You were excited about this SCOTUS action. Did you actually invest in any of these markets after hyping up new predicted activity? Yeah. I got in on Childs. Um at like 15 cents. She's at 20 now. Yeah, she was up even higher. I think she was up like 25 or 26 at one point yesterday. Jackson is is uh is pretty expensive. 62 cents. Yeah. I'm I'm not investing there. All right. But I mean, I guess the moment she gets nominated, I would assume that she's got it. So it might be a timing thing. If you can be there and have your pulse on the on the news, and be there just in time. You could ride that 63 up to 90 and just get the heck out and not have to wait for the the time for her to get confirmed. Do you think you'll do that? Yeah. Yeah, I might do that. Okay. That would be fun if you did that. I mean, do, what do you guys think? Contact at Election Profit Maker. <laughs> that was great. That yeah. was terrific. Yeah. What do you guys think out there in podcast land? Contact at Election Profit Makers if you have any insight into who's 
who it's going to be. I love it. Especially if you think it's going to be someone other than Kentanji Brown Jackson, because everyone knows it's going to be her. That's one of the things I'm enjoying about the Righteous Gemstones is all the Christian music. You're loving that praise music, aren't you? I know you love praise music. Always. Yeah. What's a song? What's a praise song that you could share with us real quick? Uh, I can't. I got nothing. You shall. It's always like you sheltered me with abundance. I'm thankful for you. With the blood of the lamb. You always know you're listening to praise music because it's so complimentary. You're like, whoever this guy is singing about is the most generous, loving person. Ever. Oh, I yeah. get it. It's God. That's yeah. why he's saying so many nice things about him because he's singing about the almighty God in heaven. Right. Because even if their production is supposed to be like contemporary rock music or something, you can always tell because they sound so earnest. And they're not singing about how they're sexy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you shelter me. You lift me up. If someone's getting lifted up, you know it's some Jesus music going on. <laughs> you lift me up. You <laughs> keep me brave. You help me live my better life. And driving in the car, you're like, mm-hmm. He's singing about the Lord. And then sure enough, welcome to Praise Music 64 WALV. 24-hour uplifting music of praise. It's praise music. Yeah. Praise him. Be. Yeah, and if they say praise him, you know who they're talking about. Mm-hmm. The hymn Jesus. is uh, no explanation required. Um, I know who we're praising up in here. It's God. It's God, the most praiseworthy of all creatures. Is God yep. a creature? That feels weird to say that. We're all creatures. We're the creatures of God. God, is, God would not describe himself as a creature though, right? What if God was like, oh, I am a bit of a creature of habit, but I don't think God has. <laughs> We're getting to so theological right now. I'm getting really excited. I really don't understand God. You know, I was raised in the church and, you know, was deeply into religion, but God is kind of hard to wrap your mind around. Do you think anyone's ever had that insight before? Mm, maybe. Yeah. An all-knowing, all-powerful being. That's insane. And also has a personality. That's what's so interesting. You read the Bible, God can be a little, I don't want to say petty, but, you know, vindictive, obviously has issues with jealousy. Um, It's weird to think that a being that is simultaneously all-knowing and all-powerful, it just feels like that would be so, um, in a way, that mind or that um, being would be sort of airless. Like there wouldn't be room for a personality because a personality kind of admits shortcomings or blind spots or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but is God all powerful? He is according to my Bible. I don't know what Bible you're reading. Well, I think he's he's he he or she is all knowing, but all powerful. I mean, there is, there is the devil. Please, Bad the things. devil's so over. The devil is so overhyped. What does the devil do? Don't do anything. I mean, all these bad things happen, and and you really think God would let those things happen? I don't think God is is all powerful. You th- oh, you think God is up in heaven, being like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could keep that baby from having brain cancer, but I'm just not strong enough. Please, he's God. He could do whatever he wants. He could cure all diseases immediately if he wanted to. Hmm. Some lowly human disease. You think God couldn't cure it if God wanted to, or at least. 
zap the solution into some scientist's head while she's sleeping? Come on, man. Of course he's all powerful. It's all this free will stuff. Well, God gave us free will so we could die, you know, so we could all die of diseases and learn a lesson, please. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't mean to sound like Richard Dawkins or Christopher Hitchens, my two intellectual heroes, the bad boy atheists, but come on. You're not buying it. I don't know, man. The older I get, the more it's just, uh, I really like to, like, I guess in the Bible, this is all, I know this is all religion 101 and all the theologians and priests who listen to our podcast are so frustrated right now, but maybe what, maybe when you read the Bible and you read those words about God, maybe they don't actually really know what they're talking about. And they're kind of just projecting a bunch of stuff onto God, right? They're, they're like the blind men with the elephant to quote another amazing old fable, right? It's like, well, all these floods happened. It was probably because God was mad at us. So let's write that. Meanwhile, God's right. up in heaven like, I wasn't mad at them. I felt bad for them. It's too bad about those floods. Free will, though. What can I do? You know? Yeah. People used to project a lot of things onto um, into nature and stuff. John, I don't know if you know this, but like this snowstorm that just happened for you a long time ago, people probably would have been like, oh, the snow God is so angry. He dumped all his snow on us. We must do better praising him with these goat sacrifices that we do in North Carolina or whatever. It's very interesting to learn about human history and discuss it among friends. <laughs> well, I want to say that again. That's really funny. Okay. It's very it's very interesting to learn about human history and to discuss it among friends. Uh, yeah. No lie detected. <laughs> oh, Saturday's a crazy day to record a podcast. Yeah. All right, bad boys of the week. Everybody get ready. Yeah, yeah. Everybody have fun. Party party. It's bad boys of the week. Let's get it popping. Bad boys are number 1. We're going to do a lightning round, Johnny. Hang on to your hats. We only have three. All right. Familiar faces. I know we should do some deeper digging, but I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to say I didn't have time this week to, do, to get into the more esoteric bad boys, the B-side, so to speak. So here we go. Our own North Carolina representative, Madison Cawthorn, cleaning his gun, his pistol, his bullet shooting pistol during a Zoom meeting of the House Veteran Affairs Committee. They were talking about burn pits. And how nice and pleasant it is to be around burn pits where they're just burning random chemicals they find. Um, and and Madison was cleaning his gun looking tough as hell. Now, this is very interesting. So there were a number of articles about this. This is like one of those micro scandals that came and went in the time it takes to clean a gun. But I loved this quote from a 9-11 responder who was on the Zoom call with Madison Cawthorn. This is what the guy said. It was immature. He's a child. He lacks common sense. I think the congressman was overcompensating for something that he lacks and feeling inadequate among the heroes on that call. Wow. That's kind of psychologically interesting, right? It's not just that like, oh, he has a tiny penis and wants everyone to think he's tough, so he's cleaning his gun for all to see. He's like doing Jeffrey Tubin, you know, cosplay with a gun. It's more that he was on this call with all these genuinely heroic people, right? Right. Military people who deal with burn pits and 9-11 first responders who've been exposed to toxic chemicals. And maybe he was feeling a little insecure and was like, "Not none of this is conscious, of course. This is all unconscious. He's like, yeah, I'm a, this is a good time to clean my gun. Remind everybody that I'm also an alpha male. Yeah. Then Cawthorn no. spokesperson Luke Ball, when he was asked about why he was cleaning his gun, had the great quote, what could possibly be more patriotic than guns and veterans? Woo! 
Woo! I like that guns are now inherently patriotic. That's really what happened, though. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Guns. It's the only patriotic machine. A gun. That gets you automatic patriot points. It's really messed up. I still, I'm really getting, I'm really getting down on guns. I have to say, guys. Yeah, guns. They're not good. Why doesn't someone make a praise song called God Hates Guns? Do you think if I wrote that song and if it was really catchy, I could sneak it onto actual Christian radio? Uh, no, you would be canceled immediately. Party, party. Next nominee. John, it's Sarah Palin. Uh, yes. Remember her? I do. She was in New York City. She had a libel suit. She has a libel suit going against this newspaper called the New York Times. Uh, and they had to delay the um, trial because she tested positive for COVID. And then she all went all around town eating outside, eating at restaurants, hanging out with her friends. That's that's funky. That's some funky stuff. Classic bad boy behavior from Sarah yeah. Palin. I've kind of forgotten about her. She's apparently dating a, a uh, hockey player. What happened to Todd Palin? It said that he filed for divorce in 2019. I, I, I guess I missed that. That family has a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama in that family. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's next? Yeah, yeah. Canadian truckers. Now. What? I don't know anything about this. I just know that there was one night when everyone was tweeting about Canadian truckers and Elon Musk said he tweeted out Canadian truckers rule. So I assume it's just like whatever it is. It's like the dumbest thing in the world. I assume it's some kind of like, it's like a truck. It's like a truck um, convoy, Canadian truckers driving and honking their horns against vaccine mandates or something. I truly know nothing about it except that Don Jr. loves Canadian truckers and Elon Musk loves Canadian truckers. And I'm like, well, that's it. I hate Canadian truckers now. I don't know what they're doing, but I assume it's dumb as shit if these two guys like it. So I think it's called a freedom convoy. Okay, freedom convoy. I love it. Take back everything I said. That's cool sounding. So this is just updated just a few minutes ago at the uh, New York Times. Dateline, Ottawa. After six days spent crossing Canada, a convoy that began as a protest against mandatory vaccination for truckers who traveled to the United States was expected to arrive in Ottawa late Saturday afternoon with its members and supporters airing a wide array of grievances. I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler. Those are your nominees for this lightning round of bad boys of the week. Madison Cawthorn, the gun cleaner, Sarah Palin, the COVID party girl, and Canadian truckers as an entire unit. You get all Canadian truckers for the price of one bad boy. I'm going to go with Palin. Whoa. I wasn't expecting. Really? Sarah Palin? Yeah. That's for nostalgia's sake though, right? Yeah. It's my last chance. That's like when an actor is like up for their final Academy Award and they've never won before. (laughs) So they give it to this old actor because he starred in like Blue's Clues 6 or something. But it's like, (laughs) we owe him. Like, we owe this guy. It is. It is Sir John Gilgood. We got to give it to him. Then he's up getting his award like, yeah, thanks, guys. I know this role meant so much to all of us and you're not giving this to me because I'm 92 years old. That's kind of what you're doing with Sarah Palin right now. Yeah, that's fair. Let me ask you a question, John. If you were in New York City and you were walking down the sidewalk in like the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side or something, and you saw Sarah Palin sitting outside eating at a restaurant, would you say anything or just keep walking? Uh, I think I'd keep walking. Is there anybody on the other side of this horrible political divide that we find ourselves in where if you saw them eating outside, you would feel compelled to say something, either a whispered zinger or a blood-curdling yell from across the street? Uh, I know I'd say something if I saw Tucker Carlson. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, if it, Trump, Pence, Car- yeah, lots of people. But no, I, I wouldn't say anything to Palin. You would say something to Mike Pence? Like, why bother? What would you say to him? I don't know. Would you say anything? 
I used to have dreams that I was screaming at Dick Cheney and George Bush back in the Iraq War days. Yeah. I don't I just don't think it would be as cathartic as unless it was just like impulsive, you know? You couldn't control yourself and you just said something. That see, that's what I think. I I went to a wedding um you know, back during the the Bush administration and I happened to be at a at a ski resort that Cheney was at. Whoa. And various people in the wedding party had seen him at times. And yeah, I was like, if I see that dude, there's no telling. You would have gone off on him, huh? Yeah, there's no telling. But I think in this day and age, you got to be real careful what you say and whether it gets filmed because you can really make your life really difficult. You know, remember that guy, I think it was a, it was a hurricane and uh, he found Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney was standing in front of a bunch of hurricane damage in Mississippi and this guy walked up. He was actually a doctor and he was like, hey, Mr. Vice President, go fuck yourself. You remember that? <laughs> Why is stuff like that so satisfying? We yeah. have so little power. We have to... Get yeah, off what, on these little moments of of transgression and truth telling. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty incredible. But if that had happened today, that got you know, there'd be such a swarm of of people. He would be like harassed at his job. And, right, he would be doxxed, you know, and then they would someone would try to send in family. a bomb threat to his. Yeah, yeah. So let's all just keep our mouths shut and phone bank instead or I don't know I don't know why I'm pumping phone banking I get, it drives me crazy when all this horrible stuff is happening and then I see a tweet from Michelle Obama that's like now it's more important than ever that we all vote it's like we've been voting for a hundred years why is why do we have to keep voting all the time we voted come on now no we have to keep doing it it's what have you done for me lately no questions this week none. Anything else you want to say, John, on this Saturday? We hope everybody's enjoying their lives in the future. We can't wait to join you. Yeah, I hope everyone was okay. Wind sucks. Snow's all right. Hope Boston sets that record. I don't know why. Just records are exciting. Records are inherently exciting to you. Yeah, right? Yeah. I like to know where things stack up in history. It's like if someone's telling me, if someone's telling me, yeah, you know, we got 15 inches of snow here. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? That's why you used to love your almanacs. Yeah. They grounded you. Election Profit Makers is our homegrown independent production. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You can send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And I would like to hear from any theologian or historian of religion. Does God have a personality? Like, where did that come from? What's up with that? Uh, And again, if you want to try Predict It as the midterms um, approach... Go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds that you can use to invest in the Supreme Court market or any other market that strikes your fancy. Yeah, it's going to get hot soon in the next coming months. Hot times coming up. Hot times coming up soon. Yeah. And if anyone has any uh, information on uh, eating toothbrushes and how that works out, I'm sure we have a bunch of doctors. Maybe they could they could weigh in on that. I can't believe that there was a moment in our country's history where fully half of all recorded cases of toothbrush swallowing were in one state, the great state of North Carolina. Yeah, and That's it was terrific. a fact that I lo- that I thought was so hilarious that I had repeated it numerous times, and then someone I knew swallowed a toothbrush. That's just like that was. You know what? That was God putting His hand on your shoulder. He was saying, "This world is full of miracles, and I'm going to bless you with one." That was a sign from God. That could be part of my song. When I do my praise music song, 
called God Hates Guns. It might be called Keep Your Eyes Open for Miracles. Yeah. You blessed me with toothbrush follies when I needed the... Oh, that's going to be great. I got to go. I got to work on my album. Okay, bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Yeah. Heading across country. Ain't no stopping. So trucking, baby. With big engines, caterpillar motors, y'all move over, we honking the horns behind your Escalade. Bam, 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 bam. That's us with one overload behind your Range Rover truck stops. Last night we made the drops. Air pressure on the brakes. One take better than Jake. Y'all talk a lot of mouth while we pulled up at the Waffle House. In a state we move.